I am tired. I am anxious. I am stretched thin. I am worn out. Case in point, this is my slideshow tonight. <laughs> That's it. That's all I had time for. One logo. I didn't even do that. Uh, if you'll go to sermon notes, there are none. <laughs> I didn't have time. All week long, I knew I was preaching this sermon about resting in God, about Sabbath, about, about getting away from everything and focusing on the cross. And the fact of the matter is I didn't have time to write it. Um, Alex is an English major or doctor or something. I don't know what Alex is, but uh, he told me that's called irony. It's called irony. And it's sad. Whatever it's called, it, it, it's sad. Um, because I know I'm too busy. And I know you're the same. And if we're being honest, uh, it might even be worse um, talking to you guys. See, the thing I know about college students is, uh, well, here's the thing about my job. My job is I invite college students to do a lot of things. Like all week long, I'm inviting you guys to do something. Coming here on Wednesdays, coming to UCC on Sundays, joining a small group. M my job is partly to invite you to do something. And call it a bias because of my faith, but I think we invite you to do some pretty important things. I believe that the things that we invite you to do um, foster an environment where you can know God better. And I think that's the most important thing that you can do. So we try to create these environments where that can happen. And, uh, and you know what? I get the battle. I get the battle when we invite you to things and you say, you know what, like I have work. I have intramurals. Like, like I get it. I graduated from New Mexico State. I know what it takes to get a degree here. Well, I got a marketing degree, so maybe I don't know that much. But I, I, I did get a degree here. Three, I know, sorry. <laughs> Three of the four years that I went here, I had a full-time job, 40 hours a week. The one year I didn't, I had a part-time job that was 30 hours a week. Like, I get it. I get it. You have to work. I played all the intramurals. I went to all the football games. That There's so much going on. You know, I get how hard it is to compete for the good things that the church has, the, has to offer. Um, but I also know that I've created a, created a habit of not knowing when to say no, of not knowing how to rest. Now, I'm not talking about naps. That's one thing I definitely want to get through right now. I'm not, I'm not talking to this crew about naps tonight. You guys are probably the naps and Netflix all-star team. I, I get that. What I want to talk to you tonight about is a gift, a gift from God called Sabbath. Now, when I say Sabbath, half of the room probably doesn't know what the heck I'm talking about, and the other half probably thinks it's, uh, it's something that Christians practice where they don't work on Sundays. Would that be pretty accurate? That's what dictionary.com says. Um, it would have been on the slide if I didn't suck this week. It said, uh, a, day of, a Sabbath is a day of religious um, obs uh, observance and abstinence from work uh, practiced by most Christians on Sunday. I believe Sabbath is more of a posture of the heart, but, but regardless, regardless of your definition, um, we have to analyze the question, why? Why Sabbath? Why take a break from our work? Why say no to things that otherwise sound uh, somewhat important? And um, like many things in this life, I believe we say, I say, we say yes to Sabbath because it's by design. And it's by design since day one, or uh, more, like day, more like day seven. Okay, so you guys know the creation story, right? God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, it took him six days. Uh, he, put the, he put the sea there and all the fish in it. He put the land and the sky and all the birds in it, all the beasts in the field. Uh, he made man and that was good. He made woman and she was fine. Like, you guys know the story. You guys know the story. And then on the seventh day, what's it say? 
It says God was so tired, he was so exhausted that he had to take a break. Right? No. No, see, I believe in this all-powerful God that doesn't get tired. I believe in this God that doesn't have to take breaks. What he did is he took a break to show us by design that we need to take breaks. That we need to take breaks. So the case I want to make tonight is the Sabbath is more than day of the week. It's more than telling your employer that you don't work Sundays. Um, it's a posture of the heart. And I also make the case that you're probably too busy. If you're anything like me, you're probably too busy. And when we're too busy, our relationship with God, it suffers. It suffers. Many times at AFC, I like to describe this group of people as a group that tries to be countercultural. Now, when I say countercultural, I say we sing songs, we listen to scripture that's taught, um, that comes from the Word of God, right? And so we're countercultural in the idea that some of the things that we say and do goes against what the campus tells you an 18 to 24 year old should behave like. It goes against what maybe your workplace says you should behave like. It goes against maybe what another circle of friends of yours says an 18 to 24 year old should look like. It's countercultural. And the countercultural idea that I want to attack tonight is busyness. Busyness. Because, I mean, if you think about it, we kind of glorify busyness. And I'll give you an example. When you haven't seen a friend in a while, when you go up to somebody and it's, 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 it's been a minute, right, and you say, um, you give them a little half hug, you give them, you give them some dap, and you say, like, hey, how, how are you doing? And the most popular answer that we're getting these days is, man, I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy, got a lot going on. My, my favorite thing that I like to say is, I'm busy, but it's a good busy. I got a lot of good stuff going, it's, it's a good busy. And then we wait. And then we wait, we wait for um, two things. We wait for sympathy and we wait for congratulations. When we say I'm busy, we're waiting for sympathy and we want somebody to put our arm around us and say, oh man, like I'm sorry. Like I'm sorry you got so much going on right now. I'm sorry you're stretched thin, like, like it'll get better. Or we wait for congratulations, because busy people are important people, right? Oh, that's great that you're volunteering. That's great that you're leading a small group. That's great uh, that you're coaching the peewee soccer team. That's great that you have a full-time job. That's great that you're pursuing a degree. It's great that you're busy. Busy is good. But is it? But is it? At AFC and at UCC on Sunday mornings, we preach this idea that living a life like Jesus makes the most sense. Following his teachings makes the most sense for us living a full life. That his teachings are relevant for us living a full life here in 2015. Okay, so if we're going to look at, uh, if we're going to look at Jesus, we're going to look at a man that if anybody had a right to be busy, it was him. He could heal people by touching them or telling them what to do. He could get a dead party um, nice and live by turning water into wine. He could raise people from the dead. He's quite literally the only way to get to heaven. If that's not reason enough to be busy, then I don't know what is. But he knew something. One, he knew physically he needed rest. But two, uh, he knew so his relationship with God, his father, would flourish. He needed to get away. So listen to some of these verses that, again, I don't have on the slides because I suck. But these, from, these come from the Gospels. Okay, these come from the Gospels, the story of Jesus. The first one comes from Mark. And they, the disciples, went away in a boat to a desolate place by themselves. They went away. This one's from Matthew. Um, it says, after he dismissed the crowds, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. Again from Mark. 
this is to his disciples, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. And the last one I have for you from Luke says, um, the large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Guys, the, the passages go on and on and on. I had to cut out examples of Jesus taking a break. And, uh, and the thing about it is, is none of us are Jesus. None of us ha- have this power. So we should be even more inclined to the idea that we, of all people, we need rest. We need rest. And the amazing thing about us, the amazing thing about this human condition that we're in is if as a group of people, if all 110 of us don't wake up tomorrow morning, uh, if we don't get up and get out of bed, if we don't turn on Netflix, if we don't answer our phone one time, guess what? The world keeps spinning, the grass keeps growing, the rain keeps falling, the world keeps going without us. That should bring us some sort of rest. Now, I don't recommend that. As responsible adults that we're trying to train you up to be, you're going to worry a lot of people if you do that. I'm not saying to have a Netflix binge tomorrow just to prove a point. That would be highly irresponsible. But as great as we know we're not, that idea should bring us rest. That idea should bring us rest. Even from my mindset um, in this position at AFC, sometimes I feel like the weight of the world is right here. That if I don't show up, something won't get done. But the fact of the matter is this. If I didn't show up tonight, I bet Taylor would have grabbed my mic and stepped up here and shared something that he wants to share with you out of what he's reading in scripture or something that's been changing him lately. If I didn't show up tonight, I bet Alex and Amber would have led an extended worship set, maybe have some quiet prayer time, and, and things would have gone just fine. And tomorrow would go on just the same for most of you. The world would keep spinning, but most times I have problems believing that. <coughs> you see, last night, uh, Last night, I had one page of this sermon written, and usually I write, write five to six, okay? And uh, I had one page written. If, any, if you, anybody knows anything about me and my preparations, I get anxious. If I'm not prepared for AFC, if I'm not prepared for my job, I get super anxious. But this is a safe place, so I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that. And, uh, and also tell you, last night, I had dinner plans. Me and Taylor had dinner plans with this... Uh, with this sweet couple from our church, we had decided we were going to bless. This couple has been pouring into us for years. They've been taking care of us. Um, they've been feeding us. And so um, we wanted to pay them back for one night. And so we were going to go pick up dinner. We were going to take it to their house. And we got their favorite drinks. And we were just going we to bless them, right? I had a sermon to write. Now, this couple probably would have been super gracious. I mean, they go to this church so they know um, that, you know, writing a sermon would be the important thing to do, right? probably would have been just fine if, we wanted, if I would have texted and said we have to reschedule. But if you know anything about mine a week, I needed Sabbath. I needed a break. I needed to get away. So we went to dinner. We brought him dinner. We sat around for hours and we talked about life, about church, about what's going on at their jobs, about their daughters that are in college. And we laughed. And we ate so, so, so much. And then, because I'm with a very highly intelligent group of people, we, uh, we sat around and we watched this documentary on Kobe Bryant. Because Kobe Bryant's the best basketball player to ever walk the face of the planet. And, and this group of people was smart enough to know that. 
don't leave, man. <laughs> the greatest basketball player walked the face of the planet. And we sat there and we just watched it. And we just rested. Because more important to writing the sermon, I had to practice what I was going to preach tonight. I had the Sabbath. I had the Sabbath on a Tuesday night with my friends. The fact of the matter is the world kept spinning. The sermon got done. I mean, you might think it sucks, but the sermon did get done. Slides, there are none. The sermon notes, there are none. But I Sabbathed. But I Sabbathed. You see, if we really want to do things the way Jesus does them, we have to get away. And again, I'm not preaching naps. I'm not preaching Netflix. I'm sure as heck not preaching net chill for all you lover birds. <laughs> what I'm asking you tonight is I'm asking you to analyze your week. Analyze your week. Analyze the last time you got alone with God. Analyze the amount of quiet time that you spent with him this week. I am an extremely old soul. And when you're an old soul, you do old person things. And one of the old person things I do is I still use a paper planner. Okay? There's just something about seeing it written out. I mean, my iPhone, I mean, Siri could tell me in 18 different languages what I have to do tomorrow morning. And she could send me 20 different alerts. It's probably a better way to go, but, but I use a paper planner. And I have these things in my planner, and I fill out everything. I fill out every single task I have to do, whether it's paying a bill, fixing a sink, uh, the dinner last night, come preaching at AFC, I fill out everything. Now, there's certain things that I fill out where there's things that I have to do, right? I have to pay my bills. I have to go to the staff meeting. I have to do jury duty or whatever it is. And those are the things I'm, like, I'm crossing off with conviction when I finish them. There's being knocked off the list. Check, check, check. But there's other things that I put on there. Things that I think Jesus would do. Now, I think Jesus would pay his bills too, but there's, there's things that I think Jesus would do um, in regards to other things. I think he would go to dinner. I think he would join a small group. I think Jesus would go on retreat this weekend. These things even though they look like something we have to do, we're blessed by them. We're blessed by time here at AFC. You know, when, sometimes it's hard for me to go to my small group. It's hard for me to peel myself off the couch and go to my small group. But once I get there, I'm so encouraged by the people that are there. I leave rested and fed. AFC, I mean, this is a basketball gym. It takes a lot of work to make this look like this. Sometimes it's a lot of work to get here, but once I'm here, once I'm in worship, like we were tonight, I find rest. And this, this is the awful metaphor that I'm making tonight with the couches. The closer you get to the cross, the more rest you find. Those things I was doing was cross-related, right? Oh man, you're laughing at that? I still thought I was kind of deep. <laughs> so, thanks. It's lame. It's goofy. I get it. But you'll remember the couch, the two couches being the two closest to the cross. And these two couches symbolizing rest. And the rest that you find in Christ. The rest that you find in God. <coughs> I get it. It's lame. But it's a fact. There's rest there. 
a couple of weeks ago when we started doing that God's Child Yell, we said we were going to start doing it so every week when we got here, we could claim our identity, right? We could claim who we are. I am God's child. I am somebody. And so tonight, we claim this idea that we might be a little tired. We might have a lot on our plate. We might be a little anxious. So tonight, what the church is going to do, beyond just providing identity, is we're going to provide you an opportunity to rest. I have two ways to do so. First, and this is probably going to be the 20th time I do this to some of you people, um, I want to invite you to retreat this weekend. Retreat is what our semester hinges on. I think it is the most important weekend of our semester year in and year out. Because what we're going to do is we're going to pack up those vans Friday night through Sunday morning. We're going to come home early Sunday morning, and we're going to escape Las Cruces. We're going to escape New Mexico State. We're going to escape our jobs, and we're going to retreat, and we're going to rest. Costs $40. I don't care if you give me tonight, Friday, next semester. I'm willing to break our budget for you to go. So money's not an issue. I understand about all the other things you have to do, um, but if it's anything beyond something you absolutely can't get out of, I highly I recommend this retreat. This is something Jesus very much so would have done. He would have gone to the mountain with his disciples. There's a sign-up sheet in the back. Talk to me tonight. Talk to one of my interns. Adam, right here lounging. Melissa, right here lounging. Talk to one of them. Talk to myself. I believe in this weekend. I believe in what this weekend can do for you. My man Tierney back there, he came to retreat last year um, not knowing anybody. I think he described to his mom on the phone like a crazy church group or something, taking him to the mountains. Like, I get it. It sounds kind of weird, right? Tierney's changed. I'm not sure Tierney would be right here, right here tonight if it wasn't for a retreat. It's that kind of weekend. It's something Jesus would have done. <coughs> But for some of you, I get it. You can't go. My first two years of AFC, I didn't go to one retreat. So I'm not up here from some um, trying to be a hypocrite. I didn't go my first two years. And while it's one of my biggest regrets of my college career, <laughs> I didn't go. So I get it. there's work you can't get out of. Um, we, we're going to have hours and hours for homework time, but I get it. Some of you don't think you can swing it because of homework. But if you can't go to retreat, and if you are going to retreat, Zeke's going to retreat. <laughs> if you can't go to retreat or if you are going to retreat, what we're going to do tonight, the second thing the church wants to offer you, the second thing AFC wants to offer to you, the second thing this moment wants to offer you is a chance to rest. Is a chance to rest. I have a video um, that we're going to play right now. It's like, a, it's like a lyric video that you would find on Facebook. It's two minutes and 32 seconds long. And it's about finding rest. Read these words. Read these promises. Take solace in the fact that God wants to give you this. He doesn't want anxiety for you. He doesn't want stress for you. What he wants to give you is the rest that we're going to see in this video. And then right after the video, we're going to cut the lights. And for 60 seconds, we're going to sit here in darkness, in silence, in solitude. And you get to be alone with God. Sounds like a weird church thing, maybe. For some of you, this is going to be only three minutes 
and 32 seconds you have alone with God this week. Your schedule is just that packed. And so I hope you take advantage of this time. I hope you take advantage of this time of solitude and that you really enjoy it. For the next three and a half minutes, it's you and it's God. I love y'all and I'm praying for y'all and I hope that this time refreshes you. Talk to me about it retreat afterwards. Um, and just let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we are, uh, we're tired, we're anxious, and we're worried. Um, God, pray over the next three and a half minutes that you will just be near, that you'll show us rest, and that you'll show us a better way. If I had more words, I would say them. Lord, we're thankful for your son and what he did on the cross. In his name we pray. Amen.